We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. The proof is in the poop. Let's talk shit. Well, welcome back. Yeah, excited to be back. It's been a minute. Has been a minute. You've had uh, you've made some changes. You've had some stuff going on. I've had a few things going on. I got my new barn, which apparently is illegally placed, and we have to pick up and move, which is bureaucrats. Did someone call in? Uh, we got a letter in the mail, a little passive aggressive. It needs to be 15 feet. It's five feet. Probably but, should have looked at that, but we live in the country, so. Like, I how did like, they even know? It's in my driveway. It's like right there. Like the a driveway. city official drives by and sees that? Oh, God, yes. They just want us to like pay. <laughs> I just always wonder how that works. Like, is it is it a neighbor's nearby? Or, like, I'm who, assuming who somebody drove by. You know, it's Who just cares? That. I that know it's so petty and I already I have the thing like stocked. So basically I moved all of my dry product um, over there, my packaging station, all of my shipping, all of my back stock. So I have this like beautiful um, I have like a dehumidifier air conditioner that runs at a constant nice. temperature. It's like totally air sealed. We're going to insulate it, drywall everything later in the year. Um, it's, it's a pretty nice. barn, too. It's not like it it's is. like. And we're going to paint it to match the house. Look, my dad was like, oh, let's just paint it and then apply for forbearance. I'm like, I just don't want to attract like any more attention. Yeah. So the the system is not generally kind to small businesses. I guess not. No. I don't feel like paying more fees and stuff. So. Um, And I feel like you're in more and more retail stores these days. Yeah. You're all over. The the West Coast has been really cool. I started working with like an independent distributor, Wiggle Button Co. That's been really fun. Got to meet her actually the other day, which was fun. Hey, shout out Megan. Um, has that and, been pretty like you getting some yeah movement from there? Yeah, nice. it's pretty cool. It's you know it, it was obviously was a scary thing. I'm a small business. I started out making like a couple of this, couple of that for you, and now I'm shipping hundreds and hundreds of things you know out there once a month. Wow. Um, and it's. You know, it takes a lot of brain power to make sure that I'm able to keep up with that. But it's really cool. It was it was a really cool, natural next step. And Megan was really um, nice about making sure that we're doing things like at my pace and not like over committing um, and then kind of just seeing how things go. So it's been really fun. Um, It is. Yeah. And I'm sure that you get the whole, you know when you create this company from the beginning right and it started out as just one dehydrator in my kitchen yeah slight hand slicing chicken jerky i actually came across like my tiktok where i was hand slicing (laughs) pork loin bacon like a year ago and i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god i just bought like 400 pounds of pork loin and (laughs) sliced it yesterday like a butcher slicer now or you still doing Um, it by hand yeah no i have a mechanical slicer but it's like a whole thing because you can't like slice raw meat you have to like partially freeze it so basically i get these big pork loins trim it up use the kind of messy stuff for the sausage and then use the nice slabs freeze them and then um i have to partially it's a whole thing but um 
Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy seeing how things have grown. And now I have my little barn and now I have a distributor and I have, you know, all these. An employee who's wonderful. Shout out, Val. Um, (laughs) It's 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 a crazy thing. It's, you know, you're proud of what you've created. And I now have a little bit of freedom to be able to actually take a take a vacation sometimes. It's only a matter of time. Right. I kind of knew with the concept that it would take off. I'm hoping. But there's a lot of people I feel like trying to. Well, here's the players thing. in that game. A but. lot of people like this stuff, and a lot of people like the idea of it, but nobody wants to do the dirty work. Nobody wants to actually sling body parts for a living. Like, I yeah. don't even want to do that, and I yeah. do it. I remember you told so, me no, no faces. No faces and no genitalia. I've stuck to done, one of those. We've done faces. Yeah, I'm stuck with the, there and won't be bully sticks. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Damn it. I always try. Somebody's like, ooh, turkey testicles. But I can't. Buy turkey sticks or something. Anything else. Buy a turkey wing. Apparently they're really good. I know. The carnivore MD, Dr. Uh, Saladino is big know. on that. Somebody else can do it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be able to find anyone else. I'll, I think I'll just stick to trying to convince you. You're just like, can I get um, bison <laughs> yeah, lower pancreas, please? Rocky Mountain Oysters like, or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's called. But no, no testicles and no bully sticks for now. Go buy your own bull dicks. Well, we've got, you, we've got you on the faces. <laughs> we've had some faces. Okay, yeah, we do the faces now. So... Um, and the ostrich femurs, those yeah. are awesome. Um, those are my absolute favorite thing. Yeah. I never thought in my entire life that I would dry like a weight-bearing bone like that. It goes against everything that I've ever thought that I knew. Um, but they're so weird, man. They're just so it's crunchy. Weird, it's a weird, I don't get it, but it's been in my backyard for like two weeks. Yeah. And Mozzie slowly like, it I don't, I don't want to say. scrapes away, scrapes yeah, away. Yeah, scrapes away is a good word. Not chips at it because it's not chipping off. Mm-mm. It's like, a, it's just he's slowly like digesting the yeah. bone on the, it's great. It's really cool. And they just scrub, you know, they say like that spongy bone part yeah, is the spongy. absolute best for um, scrubbing their teeth, right? So everybody knows birds have hollow bones. So but it's basically, like a thi- it's, not, it's, it's weird because it's not a bird, bone. it's not a poultry bone, but it is, no. but it's not, and it's thicker. I will thicker. say I apply very minimal heat. Like there's basically the absolute minimal temperature setting on my dehydrators called like the raw setting is 24 hours at I think 95 degrees or something. That's what I use Don't give on your this. secrets away. I know. Um, but... I, it's very minimal temperature. It just basically dries the meat on the outside because there's no marrow. There's no meat inside. Yeah. So I don't need to do much with it. I just kind of dry it just enough so that people can have it on their couch. Yeah. Um, and they're very strange. They have a special aroma when they're raw. Um, I was going to say, I don't smell anything. And they cost an arm it. and a leg, but it's so worth it, man. My dogs yeah. just go nuts on them and they last forever. Well, I think um, we retail them for like, what, 14 or 15? Mm-hmm. And they last, I mean... Weeks. It's worth every time. Yes. Yeah. So I'm backyard. like, honestly, I'm like, this is my best thing I think I've made. And it's just so random. I was like, yeah, I'll get some yeah. ostrich femurs. And I was like, what I know. the I hell remember is when this? You, I remember when you like brought them to me. I was like, I don't know. I didn't trust it at first. Uh-uh. It was like, you're dehydrating a yeah. marrow bone. Like, but I have people that have like 100 some pound Rottweilers, pitties, things like that. And I was like, I don't know oh. that I like this for your dog. And they're like, yeah, you, whatever. We'll just. We'll watch him. We're feeling. I was like, all right, just. Oh, Arthur, pounds it. Ella's dog. Yeah, he does great with it. That's yeah. my test. That's like my litmus test. Like and I'm like, there's no way can't to like break it. Then bite no. down and get a chunk off because it's just like that solid kind of honeycomb. So it just yeah. 
crumbles away. Yeah. It's so strange. So it's good because they're getting like all that, you know, the calcium and phosphorus and magnesium and mm -hmm. rising, all these things like just over the course of like three weeks yeah. a month. Yeah. <laughs> and even my and the stimulation. bell, that's not like much of a chewer. She goes nuts on it. That's my like oh, nice. boat bone for her because it's not very messy. I can just kind of vacuum sure. behind it when it gets crumbly. Well, what's interesting is like if I give Mozzie a marrow bone outside, He'll lose interest in it after mm -hmm. like the marrow is gone, pretty much. But this yeah. has been outside. And he constantly goes. It's underneath one of yeah. the trees. There's shade. He'll go there and chew on it for like ten or fifteen minutes, and then he'll just. Yeah, and it's weird. It. It's it's like somewhere between an antler and a marrow bone. Because antlers are just hard, and then they have that like kind of well, empty marrow inside. Yeah, it's not that hard though. Like it it's is not. But um, and like it is something. It's nice. To, it's, that. I think because they can make progress on it, it keeps them excited. Yeah. That's kind of what I say to people. I'm like, point. I, a lot of dogs just get bored. Like, Belle will not do the antlers. One, they're hard to sell. Um, two, she can't really make progress on it. She doesn't have the best teeth. Um, so oh, I don't even sell antlers. Yeah. I refuse to. I've seen too many dogs break teeth on them. I have a lot of, like, German Shepherd people up in my yeah. area. So <laughs> the elk antlers and stuff sell like crazy. So three of the people I know that dogs break broke teeth on antlers mm -hmm. or German shepherds yeah i'm pretty sure that was one of the ones that broke bell's tooth back in the day she's fractured a couple things but yeah i'm even weird about marrow bones with some dogs like if they're aggressive yeah. to it like arthur I'd be well like, that's yeah, that's the nice thing about the knuckle bones versus the marrow bones because the oh, knuckle yeah. bone they can't just like get their jaw around that yeah. skinny shaft and then death chomp yeah i always say to the knuckle bones for the for the big jaw dogs 100 percent all the time because there's nowhere that yeah there's i mean they can get their jaw around that big socket bone you know what i mean or not hard ball. enough to, to mm -mm. and it's all covered in that like cartilage pad yeah so those are awesome too. It's those. been it's been cool finding stuff like that because I was pretty much like, nope, I can't dry anything that's gonna last a long time. And then I accidentally got these ostrich bones, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, I think so, you found something there. The problem I'm is that fan. they're so expensive for in order in order for me to buy enough of them to like yeah. keep myself and maybe put some online and keep well, you stuck. They'll, hopefully, they'll pick up. Like you'll get more yeah. of a demand. Well, I, I doubled my order for this month and nice. it's only like my second month doing them. Oh, so man. I'm going to get hella ostrich femurs here. So. Hella ostrich femurs. But this is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. All right, well, we're not talking about ostrich femurs today. We're, we're talking about we're talking about poop. It's all about poop. I get, um, I wake up a lot with messages from customers just like no words just just pictures of poop <laughs> what usually, does this mean yeah what's this mean but usually it's good it's like wait is this like this is crazy how uh like small and firm this poop is and that's something i kind of want to talk about too because it's like dogs I, I always say this all the time like dogs aren't supposed to be gross mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so I mean, like, if you go to the dog park, like, you pet these dogs, and it's just, like, grease on your hands, and mm -hmm. they smell bad. Their teeth are rotting. They have bad breath. They're overweight. 
um, cow they're pie pooping poops. cow pies. That yellow, smell. like yellow yeah. cow pie poop. And from an evolutionary stance, I always like to go to like the evolutionary perspective. It doesn't make any sense. Like to having a big, overweight, smelly dog with smelly stools would be mm-hmm. very. Um, it wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't last long in the wild. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything could smell them coming. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, anyways, dogs aren't supposed to be gross, and their their poops are supposed to be. Maybe we'll start with what we what our expectation is of of the perfect. Poop. Yeah. Um, our expectation or societal expectation? Well, maybe we talk about both. So I think most people are used to going back to what I was saying. Um, large stools that smell bad. I mean, I have a couple of buddies that it's like you can't even. They have to buy special bags, like they use like grocery mm-hmm. store bags because it doesn't even fit in the bag and the dogs aren't that big yeah. i mean talking about a lab yeah you should be able to fit a lab's uh stool into one dog bag you know what i mean it's like soft all the and time then it's soft. and it just has that like poop stank yeah you know what i mean yeah everybody oh, knows know. everybody knows what i mean yeah um yeah and i mean and it's I, multiple I dog times sat, a day yeah i dog sat and walked dogs for money all through college and high school as like a young adult as I was just kind of get my feet under me um and like some of the poops and stuff that I saw were just atrocious I'm like this is not good for this dog to be pooping like this if, every single day I think if people actually thought about it I'm like wait a second this this is this is not normal this, this dog is, is 50 normal. pounds and he's pooping four times a day this amount like how much crap is he eating and that's yeah that's kind of the thing right with with dry food, there's just so many fillers. I mean, it's yeah. mostly carbohydrates. But I mean, there's one like science site that's like sixty, it's like fifty-seven percent carbohydrates. Like, dear God. Yeah, I've and, been, you know, saying this since I back in the day when I worked at a pet store in college, and like, you know, they're like, oh, he just like poops so much, and I'm like, well, that's your money sitting right there. I mean, yeah. everything you're feeding that dog is basically just coming straight out the other end. Yeah, because it's Poop just is waste. It's not bio. The food's just not. It's not being digested. It's mm-hmm. not bioavailable form, and that's kind of one of the perks of like the raw food. One of the many perks, but um, is that it's so di- the raw food is so di- digestible to them um, that their body is absorbing it all, and so mm-hmm. there's there's very little waste, right? Yeah. And so um, with the raw fed poop, you have very small stools. They're very hard. They're very firm. I don't want to say it's odorless, but it's a lot less odorless than, yeah. you know, we're still well, talking so, about poop. But. So, you know, if you've listened to our conversations before, I went to school for equine pre-vet. So I'm used to those ruminants, the big herbivores and stuff. Um, as far as like the gastric health, they poop a lot and they poop constantly mm-hmm. because so much of plant matter is basically unusable. Mm-hmm. Um they ferment it and they get about just everything out of it that they can, but it still is just so much waste. Well, you think about the amount like cows or bison, like they have, they're constantly eating mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of nutrients in mm-hmm. what they're eating. So they have to, they have to eat a shit ton of it, right? And it's hard work to get it out. So yeah. they have the fermentation, they ruminate where they basically Four digest a little bit, and, yeah. puke it up, digest a little bit, puke it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Keep cycle repeats because it takes that much work to get it out of that. Um, versus meat, you know, you see, I don't know if you've ever seen wild cat poop or something like that, but it's super small. It's usually black. 
Um, and it's super discreet because meat digests down like into such, you know, usable parts. There's very, very little of it that is not usable. And that's why we expect those carnivore poops to be so small and those herbivore poops to be so massive and stinky and yeah. voluminous. I'm thinking about my experiences just like, uh, well, like if you ever go to Yellowstone, like you'll see these just massive bison pies, mm -hmm. like mass, like bigger than your head, like way bigger than your head. Um, I wish which I was makes seeing sense. bison pies in Yellowstone, damn. <laughs> which makes sense. <laughs> You know, and then I uh, think of our trip, yeah. we went to Michigan, like up upstate Michigan last fall and um, we're out in the middle of nowhere. And there's just like this, like um, this trail that had like a boardwalk and there was, you could tell there's coyote stool like mm -hmm. on the trail and it had like fur in it mm -hmm. and it was very small and it had fur. And I was like, wow, this is, and Daniel was like, do you think there's like other like raw fed dogs out here? I was like, no, no. I was like, this is coyote. It's the OG raw this fed is, dog. Yeah, the OGs. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, um, but, but the expectation, I guess, is, you know, it should be, and it, you know, my dogs go once a day, mm -hmm. twice a day, I think is okay. But I mean, some of these dogs I know are going more like three, four. Mm -hmm. I know a dog that goes, every time he goes outside, he just goes like just or so at least like, you know, 20 minutes after a meal, you yeah. let the dog outside and they poop. And I'm like, wow, that's all of your money. Like I said, just coming straight out the yeah. other end. Yeah. That's it. People digest like so quick, straight through them. They have yeah. very short intestines. So it's basically in there, pulls some stuff out and out the other side. Some stuff. And that's the other concern is it's not, you know, what nutrients are they not absorbing? Yeah. That's well, and that's also that's... why a lot of kibble dogs are acting more hungry all the time too because yeah. like sure they're bringing in the appropriate amount of calories but the actual usable stuff in there is not great well yeah if you get a bowl of like popcorn versus like a, mm -hmm. a steak stop guessing what's being added to your pet's food feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in steve's real food Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high-quality USDA-inspected free-range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Steve doesn't contain any synthetic supplements or ingredients that can't be identified on the ingredient label. Plus, it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. We know that what you choose to feed your pet is just as important as what you choose to feed yourself, which is why Steve's Real Food is formulated for optimal health that exceeds AFCO minimums. Steve's is not only great for your pet, but great for the environment. Your pet's food is manufactured by using hydroelectric power and sold to you in a fully recyclable package. Be sure to take advantage of the frequent buyer club. Buy 12 bags of Steve's Real Food, get one free. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes. Are you still vegetarian? No. You're post-vegetarian. Um, I definitely like was very anti-pork for a while i think just because i do like hundreds of pounds of pork and body parts for a while yeah but i've uh i've been breaking that recently i've yeah. had a lot of like pulled pork oh, wow, and roasted you. pork loins and stuff and i was like maybe i've been wrong um i think i just also am a foodie now there's i've been cool, picky my whole there's life. a cool company um um that when you guys get your grass-fed venison and stuff from, uh, we don't use them anymore but this uh they do uh Oh my gosh, what is that place? What is it called? Um, it'll come to me, but it's like a regenerative farm. But what they do is they actually capture feral pigs in Texas. That's where I get those, those boar feet from. Oh yeah, yeah. 
They yeah. do the same process and they put them, they clean them up and then yeah. they process them. I think that's super cool. I yeah, mean, they're, they're massive, species. massive animals, super ultra destructive, you know, super um, violent. Yeah. So it's not like they're, you know, keeping, you know, these huge crane fed fat pigs in small mm -hmm. cages and abusing them, whatever. But yeah. it's actually, it's just a wild cod. I like that though, because then you have, Chorizo. I feel like less of the genetic issues, less of the kind of toxic chemical bioaccumulation that you get from animals that are just systematically bred on these massive farms. Yeah. Um, because they have found, you know, that a lot of the stuff is passed down through genetics, the, you know, genetic damage and everything like that. But yes, back to it. No, I don't eat wild boar. But I'm you doing should. better about but it. Also, should. just keep in mind, though, I stare at a lot of really gross, really bloody body parts every day. So you I'm know, not exactly craving steak at the end of the day, but I love yeah. a good scramp. It's different when you process it yourself. I feel like you eat not as much of it. Yeah. Yeah. I would like You're to. I wish to I it. had a hunter, though, because I really, really, res I think, and I know that a lot of people are like, oh, hunting's evil or something i think that that is the absolute complete opposite because i would rather have to go out and work for my food or at least somebody in my family have mm -hmm. to work for that food and actually earn the right to have that food um from an animal that's lived its life in the wild right and has had a chance to actually go through that predator prey cycle that's just what it is versus an animal that's Born, oh, yeah. ripped I mean, from its mom, kept in a cage. Hunting is way more respectable than going yeah. to the grocery store and buying meat. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's honestly why I was a vegetarian in the beginning, you know, to begin with. I just, A, didn't really care for meat that much. But B, I was just so sick of the mass consumption society yeah. that we built around meat. It's just, you don't have to earn that meat. You don't have to do shit to even acknowledge that. Yeah. That meat is, um, sorry, you can have to mark this one. It's just there. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to like, uh. Yeah. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, that's my yeah. that's my thing. I'm like, you can go to Wendy's with a dollar fifty and consume ten different animals worth of meat. Yeah. On one yeah, that's gross. in your bacon cheeseburger. Right. And not even have to accept the fact that it was at once a sentient living social being. Yeah. Um I could go on and on about it. I mean the yeah. whole regener regenerative farms and, and the way they're doing it is really something it's cool. else. Um, and and I, I have a lot of viable. really cool farms up by me. I don't, you know, usually get to pick the exact farms that my meat comes from, but I do know um, what farms go to what processors when. I know, you know, the kind of quality of the farms around me. We don't have those massive pen farms, the feedlots and things like that. We yeah, have. They're terrifying. There's a documentary called uh, Sacred Cow. Have you seen this? Mm -mm. It's fascinating. It's really good, um, but they show some some of those feedlots for the cows. Yeah, My pretty, favorite, the, and whole, the one that actually pushed me into vegetarianism was, oh, I think it's just called like Earth. Um, it wasn't French when I watched it originally. It was called Terra, like T-E-R-R-A. Um, it, it's I not mean, the James Cameron fronted one, is it? Mm, I don't think so, he, but it's basically like a He did a written, documentary and then released a, a documentary on veganism uh, or in oh. and then, no, and then he came out with that. his it was own more, vegan it was more the economic side of that and like the damage it was it's cool because it was like a um a written essay um from the perspective of earth and like the damage and the relationship with humans and everything like that which sounds really like hippy dippy but it's not it was really beautiful and terrifying kind of at the same time 
And I was like, I mean, this is true. It's just absolutely irresponsible and reckless how we're raising things. We've completely gotten out of the cycle of, you know, humanity and um, even just that predator-prey cycle that I think is so important. Yeah. Um, farming is important. We have to feed people and we have to feed a lot of them. Um, but the way we're doing it is just not, it's not so, going to work. So Sacred Cow talks about, like, they're not vegans or vegetarians. They're actually, like, I think they're, in, they're in support of eating meat. But I think the whole point of the documentary was that people on the opposite side of the spectrum and them can kind of, there is a place in the middle mm -hmm. to meet because they both want the same thing. They both want healthier, uh, healthier planet um you know a better environment and and healthier animals and livestock and all these things planet. a more humane way of doing things mm -hmm. and not you know tearing our soil up but using the animals for you know the manure yeah. and all this stuff and it's kind of a whole big beautiful relationship but we've we've really screwed it up the past since well the, you know. and you know i've said it a thousand times and i'll say it again a lot of people think i'm this like crazy carnivore because i basically just chop up body parts for a living um <laughs> <clears throat> I don't love it. I don't love beef ears. I don't love having to think about animals being, you know, butchered and things like that. But it's so important to me that the animals respected as being um, a sentient animal. Cows are sweet. They build friendships and relationships and bonds. And they're, you know, as much as um, dogs, maybe not as deep as dogs, but they're really social animals. Pigs are extremely intelligent. Chickens are really friendly and intelligent. Maybe not intelligent, mm. but they're, they're friendly. And I love chickens, ducks, everything like that. So it's really important to me where all of my things come yeah. from. And I really hate the idea of wasting anything. I use basically everything that I can get. And even though it sounds strange, not testicles. Um, as, on, you know, as weird as it sounds, I just don't... The, the idea of these things being thrown away is just... Stressful to me. I talk, I, I talk about that in the shop a lot. Like this stuff, like where people are like, where this stuff comes comes from, you know. And I'm like, well, first of all, like this stuff would have other otherwise just been thrown away. Mm -hmm. But it's not that we're just feeding our dogs garbage. It's actually stuff that they can really mm -hmm. utilize. It's really good for them. All that the people are just throwing in the away. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like a joint chew. In yeah, it's like 400 grams of glucosamine. It's like a, it's like a glucosamine tube. It is. We we eat as humans. We eat all the wrong parts. Essentially, I mean, we don't all eat the, the organs. Nutritionless. And, parts. Yeah. Although I, I'm, I can't really get behind the whole organ meat. Thing. I can't either. I, I, got, I, I take you. capsules, like the beef, the bovine, grass-fed yeah. New Zealand liver capsules that are and like probably way too expensive. But the I the porcine uterus and stuff like that. All the supplements oh, yeah. and stuff that are like super, super medicinal. Medicinal have all the weird parts, um, but. My dogs absolutely slurp down this super gross stuff. They just love it. And like feeding pancreas to dogs that are pancreatically challenged is so nutritious. And feeding liver is like giving a multivitamin. So we are just so used to, um, and I'm going to cycle this back to poop because this is a conversation that I have all the time. We're so used to um feeding Dynavite for a multivitamin and feeding this and this and the synthetic minerals and stuff like that. And then people are like, oh, my dog has diarrhea. I'm going to feed pumpkin. Pumpkin is a great fiber for dogs. Pumpkin is a fiber. Fur is the OG fiber. Yeah. When my dog has diarrhea, I feed her rabbit feet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rabbit feet are great because they have fur bone. and bone. Yep. And so we're just going to like, it, it's it's my magic trick. 
Um, and so every single day at these markets, and I love going out to these markets because I reach so many people that are like, what the hell wait, wait, is wait. that? You don't do boiled chicken and rice? Um, no. <laughs> In a pinch, I do. Um, I have like a container of like the crumbles from my chicken jerky. That was a joke, by the way. I, I know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, I, don't I use it to. to I use to it in, incentivize. No, I don't even understand that. If a dog is like absolutely will not consume everything, I mean, a sick vomiting dog is probably not going to want to eat a rabbit foot. Um, that's kind of a different case. And I just want to get calories into that dog. Um, in that case, though, usually I do chicken and some like crude carnivore bone broth or just a big bowl of broth frequently fast well i'll fast a little bit and then i'll do small frequent 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 <laughs> bowls of bone broth because you know, i'm a huge fan of that i mean i i've had a lot of customers come in well let's let's go because actually the start of this conversation was supposed to be loose stools mm. so you know which can happen from overfeeding or you know we transition to new food too quickly. Um, I've been hearing a lot of, a lot of people have been moving lately, mm. like from apartment to another apartment or house or whatever. And the dog's like having like stress, you know, diarrhea. It's the post COVID dog syndrome. Yeah, exactly. These dogs are not well um, adjusted. You know, so a lot of this stuff is, I see a lot of that happening. Um, I always tell people if it's like a normal, normal, healthy dog, which is like, just don't feed them for 24 hours. Just don't just give them fresh water. Always have fresh water available. As long as it's, you know, not a puppy. and um, That's why I loved the episode you did just a couple ago about, like, fasting yeah. and stuff like that. It I works, do that. It works I don't, 99% know. of the time. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes away. And fasting, what we're talking about, I'm, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but it does a lot of things. Well, people um, people panic when their dogs aren't eating. And I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. and people panic when they see diarrhea and vomiting. Oh, yeah. Um, and I always tell people, I'm like, calm down, um, you know, for a reasonable period of time, it's okay. It's the body's natural defense to get things out quick. It right. senses something that it doesn't like, something's off balance, and it just wants to make sure all the bad is out. Let the body calm down a little bit and then feed back easy nutrients. Like I said, bone broth, you know, yep. get some fats in there, get the collagen to soothe the gut. Um, and then it's a, a little point. bit of like just, people, people. People panic. People panic. And I and my I always think diarrhea. to myself, That's like, okay. how many times I've thrown up in my life. My kid Pretty has diarrhea like once college. a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, vomiting I, is normal. It just helps you get, you know, the body gets stuff out. Now, if your dog is vomiting blood, obviously that's a different story. Yeah. If your dog is vomiting or has diarrhea for a week at a time, obviously an issue. Yeah. Um, dogs get into stuff though. They just do. Dogs eat just, gross they things. They eat gross things and sometimes it comes mm, back My up. dog used to eat socks and then vomit up. Ugh. Socks. And then he was fine. Um, their stomachs are very resilient. We've also, I think, created this whole generation of like aggressively sensitive dogs. Every oodle I've ever met is the most, sorry, oodle people, but they're the most hypersensitive dogs I think I've ever experienced. In well, my first, life. they're really picky eaters. Just to get them to eat food is like, can yeah. be a challenge. Well, and also, don't panic if your dog doesn't eat the food. Try different things. Yeah. Obviously, you need your dog to try different calories. ways of feeding too. Different ways of feeding. Try puzzle feeders. Try it frozen. Try, try once it a warm, day. Warm. Try it once a day. So it's yeah. I mean, we need to get away from that like cycle of like, um, if your dog has diarrhea, call the vet. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you call the vet? Yeah. You know, do you go to the doctor every single time that right. you have diarrhea? No, it's a normal thing. It just happens. Right. Um, so what what to do if you have a dog with diarrhea, loose stools. It's kind of our big thing. We we like to do. Obviously, we talked about fasting. 
Another thing we find that works really well is um, the Primal has like a winter squash puree. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much like pumpkin with a little less sugar in there. And then um, with some goat milk and then the carni- carnivore has these pre and probiotics with um, sprouted seeds. Mm-hmm. And it does really just that whole concoction right there has helped a lot of dogs. Yeah. So that's my, I get a lot of, you know, foster dogs and stuff that come in with worms or I have to give them the heartworm medicine and stuff like that. It's just contractual. So I also had that beagle that I had just absolutely was a trash hound. She Uh broke through a baby lock on the trash can and just ate all sorts of garbage. So she just had diarrhea constantly. And my magic concoction was skip a meal, maybe two. And then frequent small bowls of, yeah, bone broth, a little bit of organic pumpkin puree, and some, a splash of raw goat milk kefir. And then the next meal would be like a rabbit foot or something nice. furry. Yeah, just um, bring them back little by little. Yeah, because and I mean, she the, uh, just was constant with it. Not the pumpkin pie filler, just to be clear. No, this was like, this is like high quality organic plain yeah. canned pumpkin. Yeah, I always keep it in a in a pinch, and obviously, like I said, fur is the OG. But you know, when a dog's gut is really inflamed, you just kind of got to do what you do and. Goat milk, raw goat milk, or like that raw goat milk kefir is my absolute medicine for stuff like that. It has yep. fats, it has tons of vitamins and minerals, give them a little, you know, boost of nutrition, and it has, it's yep. soothing on their stomach. Bone broth is really great for that. All of that collagen just really lines the gut um, and anti-inflames things there. Yep. Um, and then kind of take it slow as you need. If you need to do that for a couple of days, it's fine. You know, people freak out that their dogs aren't getting the complete and balanced nutrition. Like, when is the last time that you ate Don't get a me started balanced meal balanced. every single day? And yes, we it's are mostly gimmick. deficient in a lot of things. And it is important because most people don't know the biological nutritional needs of dogs. So they're just going to be like, oh, you just feed him chicken breast all the time. And that is going to kill your dog. Um, not feeding a whole balanced diet for a couple days will be completely fine. Have you seen, you probably have, the uh it's on Nash I think it's on Disney, but it's like the uh it's called Kingdom of the White Wolves. I have you seen not. this? It's a new one. It's pretty cool. It new is in like the last couple of years. But this guy drives around on a four wheeler and like tracks these Arctic wolves and like they like surround them and they like they check them out and stuff. It's way cool. Hmm. And he has to find their den and with the puppy with the pups in there and everything. But these pups like they go days without eating anything. Mm-hmm. And when they do eat, it's like a bone. It's like a rabbit bone. <laughs> like, and, and these I, are the puppies I think that myself, it's like when we have puppies, oh, you say feed them four times a day and but, calories, calories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Important. And then they grow up. These these pups, they grow up and they're like beautiful Arctic wolves. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like we freak out so much. And we should, I mean, I, I don't want to say like, don't, don't be concerned about what you're, yeah. <laughs> but also, but you know, we calm down. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of that has to do with like the dog mommy society that we've built and like yes i have a personalized necklace for my chocolate lab um and so yes i carry sunshine around in a baby carrier but she's sweet though sometimes my dog just gets a beefier for dinner sometimes we skip meals and i'm like well you know we already missed meal time yeah. fasting meal just don't freak out yeah. And you know, oh. my dog gets pup cubs. My it's dog gets the things that the raw fed mommies want to yell at me about. Um, and I just think that a lot of people. Um, 
What are too cups? nitpicky? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I don't. And like, I do a cookie I slap every now and those then. things out of their hands. God knows. Get don't don't yell at me, car. okay? But she <laughs> yeah, no. loves it. It's a special thing. Even trail mix has peanut or it has uh, M and M's in it, okay? In moderation. She's it's a special not real girl. Chocolate anyway, so that'll be fine. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional as well as integrative medical options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, stem cell therapy, and PRP, and more. Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, and Facebook to learn more about us. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.